Hi, this is Dr. Mike Chupp, and this is CMDA Matters, the weekly podcast of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations, where we remain focused on changing hearts in healthcare. If you are in healthcare, then it is no secret to you that burnout continues to take its toll among healthcare workers today. In fact, burnout is one of the main reasons we started our CMDA Center for Wellbeing because we know how difficult it can be to prevent burnout and then when it strikes to manage burnout in a high demand healthcare practice and then find meaning and purpose in your career once again. If you or a partner in practice or a spouse or a colleague are facing the storm of burnout, then this episode today is for you. I'm joined by Pastor Burt Jones, who is the director of CMDA's Center for Wellbeing as we have a conversation with two nurses who developed a continuing education course specifically for nurses to help them overcome burnout and restore hearts as well as minds and souls. In healthcare, especially as physicians or advanced practice clinicians, we all work alongside nurses every day. At CMDA, we are so grateful for the nurses on our teams and their life-giving service to our patients. So listen up as we jump right into our recent conversation with Phyllis Morton and Tamara Ramirez, creators of the Code U Ministry for Healthcare Professionals, especially those doing nursing on the front lines. Well, today on CMDA Matters, I have a, a couple of unusual guests, and we don't often uh, get nurses as guests on this program. CMDA is not primarily a membership association of nurses in particular, though we do have a nurse practitioner section. But uh, Pastor Burt Jones, who's with me today in the studio, um, sent me an email several weeks ago and Almost about that time, our podcast producer, Mandy Morin, had also put on my radar a physician and his wife, who is a nurse, a couple that have an, an amazing ministry to married medical students in San Antonio, Paul and Phyllis Morton, and an article that they wrote for a journal last year. And so almost not exactly simultaneously, but around the same time, I heard about Phyllis Morton and a ministry that she has in partnership with our other guest today. So let me introduce both of these nurses to you uh, who have a ministry entitled Code U, and you're going to understand in a few minutes what that means. Well, first of all, Phyllis Morton is a registered nurse, also has MSN and SD degrees. She's a seasoned nurse, uh, has enjoyed and endured uh, many nursing experiences, such as working in a pediatric burn unit, a psychiatric unit, and school. She's also done a couple of rigorous tours uh, through head nursing and administration, and then also done some outpatient office gynecology nursing. Uh, She trained at the University of Missouri for both her BSN and MSN, and then later, leading to the ministry we're going to talk about today, she got training as a spiritual director at SMU and uh, broadened her ability to walk beside people, especially nurses, practicing nurses, as they seek God and lead retreats, soul care groups, and recovery groups. Joining Phyllis today is Tamara uh, Ramirez, who's a graduate of Azusa Pacific University, 
Tamara worked as a hospice nurse for nearly two decades. And after that, worked for many years as a lay staff member in a local church, leading in uh, area of missions and outreach. She is a trained uh, NAMI, N-A-M-I, and Tamara, I hope you'll explain to us what that abbreviation means, family to family teacher. She's also trained spiritual director, along with Phyllis, who partners with counselors in caring for the spiritual health of those who live with a mental illness. So Phyllis and Tamara, welcome to CMDA Matters today. Thank you. We're so glad to be here. Thanks yes. for having us. So first of all, Tamara, clarification, what does N-A-M-I stand for? It's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. On mental so illness. So I work with family members uh, or loved ones, with people living with mental illness. Well, Phyllis, I'll give the first volley to you. Tell us about this ministry. Uh, and I've been on the website to see all kinds of courses and ways that you bring people together to take care of themselves, their mental health, spiritual health, uh, psychological health. But would you tell our listeners what the Lord called you to do some time ago in this ministry called Code U? So when the, when the pandemic really began to hit strongly, uh, tomorrow and I, among our peers and nurses began to hear just the horrors and the struggles that they were going through. And then of course, social media brought it into our homes, um, even with cameras in the ICUs to educate the public. And I think similar to when we've gone to war and people feel called, uh, it was like, what can we offer? Neither of us could really see ourselves going into a unit. But I think where we were really stirred was how can we bring our training as spiritual directors across with our nursing to them, especially having a deep conviction that soul care and spirituality, and for those that have a faith, how can we nurture that as they go through this? And of course, then we begin to hear about burnout and the attrition rate with nurses. So it kind of began, we had, we created a friendship through a contemplative walk that we do, that a hike that we do every week with a group of women. We have a devotional and then we have some questions and then we pray for one another. And in that we began a friendship. Yes. Yeah, and from there, that, we, as we developed and we really started trying to figure out how we could engage nurses. We know some things are true about nurses. They're not gonna do it for themselves. And they love CEU, which is continuing education units or hours, and they love food. So our next task was to figure out how do we get this accredited? So that's what we did. We got it accredited this four week course, which is one hour a week and four or five CEUs hopefully to entice some nurses to do some self-care. Who uh, accredits the courses? Um, we are accredited through o OCEAN, which is the Oregon State of Accreditation for Nursing. You mentioned uh, burnout uh, in your answer there. It just seems like we're hearing these unbelievable numbers, as high as 54% of nurses and healthcare workers who are leaving. And I think you've even mentioned before, some who don't even have any place they're going. What is Code U doing that's working with in connecting with these nurses and healthcare workers? It's kind of getting them grounded during this time. Yeah, I mean, you say 54%, that's even a light number. We're hearing that nurses with less than two years on the job are just leaving at higher rates than that. Uh, we've spoken with nurse educators in the hospital, and they're saying they're having trouble keeping nurses on the floor for two weeks. Hmm. It's so difficult. So we have started working with hospital systems. We've worked with new grad programs and um, partner with different organizations to bring um, the CEU to nurses. 
What we do, how we do that is uh, we address and educate nurses on burnout and compassion fatigue and the impact of trauma on their brains and how they have given them a sense to own that that might be them without feeling shame. We also engage them in their sense of powerlessness they have that comes up with burnout and compassion fatigue with a lot of empathy. We've been there. We've experienced a lot of it. And then we take a spiritual approach. So many hospital systems are really working hard at trying to retain nurses because I think, as you mentioned prior to our recording, some doctors can't even do a surgery because there are not enough nurses to do that. And so um, our general population is suffering. But they, what they failed to do is care for the spiritual self, that inner core of self. And um, we've had to address adjust our definition of spirituality because we are meeting within hospital systems. But we define spirituality as a sacred presence or greater purpose and meaning in life. And when we do that, um, we talk about that core self that everybody can identify with, that purpose and meaning. I recently heard this podcast by, I don't know if you're familiar with her, Dr. Diane Langberg. Y'all familiar with her at all? No. She works in the area of trauma, but she shared in the speech how trauma literally rips a hole in our ability to find meaning and often impairs our ability to have a sense of God, that sense of presence, that something of something greater than ourselves. And so we address that piece, that component, that core component of trying to resuscitate nurses. This is our code, our byline, resuscitating a nurse's heart to a greater sense of presence in a time of pain. And that's what we do. What you just shared with us about your discussions with nurse educators and what's in, what's happened in the last couple of years, even with nurses fresh out of nursing school, is just uh, it's very close to home for me. Uh, one of my middle daughter uh, graduated in December of 2020 in the middle of the pandemic, jumped immediately, was oh. so excited that there was a position available in a local hospital, put on a med surge floor, and within nine months was just really questioning, why in the world did I go into nursing? This yeah. is just the most awful experience. And she shared that about 90% of the other nurses in her unit were ready to walk off the job because of the stresses that were coming. And my daughter, is she's our lioness. Uh, she is one determined individual to be successful. And so it really took me aback. And so I'm sure that this is, I don't know if it's a silent epidemic, but I would I would think that this is common in every single hospital in America today after this pandemic. I have also have a cousin who's been a nurse for 25 years in Indianapolis. And she told me, she says, Mike, I cannot keep nurses on my unit. And frankly, this is as close as I've ever come to walking off the job myself in 25 years. So your ministry, I can see why this has sprung up, why you've launched this uh, at such a time as this. Yeah. Um, and I mean, our, our physicians are experiencing the same thing as well as some of your EMTs. Because when you're at a bedside and you're in trauma and you're on a 12-hour, 24-hour shift, medicine at that level costs our deepest self. We are not just fully able to just check out. And I think when that happens, uh, from what we've seen with nurses, their question rises exactly as your daughters did. Why in the world did I go into nursing? So we actually bring that question back to them as they we have some experiences we do with them in spiritual practices of just asking them, why am I in nursing? Can I find why I went in to start with? Can we go back on that path again? 
Yeah, because trauma that impacts and research shows that trauma impacts our ability to access that. And so the only way to recover is to be able to regain kind of some new neural pathways into rediscovering that purpose and meaning. As you uh, minister to a lot of these nurses who have been going through trauma, I know with your background as spiritual directors and, uh, you know, we believe as Christians that Scripture is God-breathed. And I know that you 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 bring the scriptures in and in prayer into the, your conversations. Now, in the context of that, not all being Christians, you know, on the on the halls there in the hospitals, what kind of testimonies can you tell us about uh, where the scripture and prayer has brought some hope and healing to somebody struggling with burnout? Yeah, and interestingly, both of us come from a very Christian background, and what we found as God was leading that where the doors opened were more in places where people were more seekers different face and in in the hospitals mm. we've done zoom over a four weeks we've done uh we worked with a group of oncology nurses over their lunch hour um, which was interesting as they're trying to eat and at times we felt like we wondered if that was effective and then we've done an afternoon retreat so in that we've tried to just see with the nurses we're working with where are they where can they reconnect with God, where have they ever connected with a sense of presence and explore that with them? So we give them an assessment. This is part of the requirement in order to get their CEU that is called the Sacred Pathways Assessment that uh, was written by Gary, Gary Thomas. Thomas. And it just goes back to like some people really connect with God in nature. Some people really need, they need to be out in ministry. And when they're feeding the hungry, they really experience presence, but they explore that on their own. And then we kind of encourage them in their practices. There are practices that are suggested. So we start there and then begin to work our way towards over the next weeks, their assessment. So in your question on the scripture part, we use uh, Psalms 23 right now. We're in the process of doing some work with that one. And Psalms 23 is in both, of course, the Jewish culture, the Christian culture, across most denominations. It's taught in universities. It's used in funerals. And we look at that with them as a soul guide. This was written by a man whose job before he became king was a shepherd. And this was from his workplace. So asking them to take that into one of their days, we actually literally have them do an exercise where they create a map. And where can they see throughout their day that they walk into grassy pastures? We say, so think about when you walk across the grass to your job. Think about when you're drinking from your water bottle. If you have a code or you have a patient dying, can you experience presence in the midst as you go into that room? So it's sort of beginning to have them meditate, essentially, in a simple way on that scripture. Well, an international uh, sort of uh, standard for nursing care is a daily patient care plan. And on your website, you've adapted that and you talk about a spiritual care plan. Can you just tell us a little bit how that works and maybe how the Lord is using that to impact the well-being of the nurses who are pursuing some of your on online support, uh, these courses? Yeah. So Phyllis and I, one of the things that was helpful for us to engage this is we know nurses language, right? And so the idea of a care plan, like you said, is very familiar. And it's something that they do for others, but don't do for themselves. So we built everything around that framework, a framework they would understand. 
And we did all of the different parts, which would be assessment, which Phyllis touched on, which would be the Gary Thomas sacred pathways assessment. We also do a compassion fatigue assessment. They're usually quite surprised with their outcomes. Then from their assessment, we ask them to create a goal for themselves, possibly something like a goal for a deeper sense of God's presence. And then we spend a lot of our time teaching them spiritual practices, which can be in the nursing world, interventions, right? And we provide students with a workbook full of those interventions. An example of an intervention, we try to make them very approachable. So an example of an intervention might be the end of the day breath prayer, where they're able to release the weight of the day before they drive home, or maybe even as they drive home. We have different practices on how to hold the steering wheel and how to breathe and how to release. Another one might be um, what we call a snapshot moment. This was created by Dr. Jean Watson, um, who works in the science of caring. This is a technique where they reflect on a moment in their day where they knew they were on the earth for this moment. And in that reflection, there tends to be this opening up and a reminder of their purpose and meaning and their why. We actually really encourage them to do this on their teams because we've worked with the with nurses who work together. And oftentimes they'll remind each other of that, which even deepens the connection. So they're connecting to themselves, connecting to each other with the ongoing goal of connecting to God or a greater sense of purpose and meaning. So I think uh, an example of that, and we have several, but one that I really love in working with the nurses in the oncology unit, they've had high levels of compassion fatigue, both in that group talked about stresses in their marriage and then just dealing with COVID and, and also with oncology patients. So we get, we also have encouraged using apps because so, that's something the nurse, they can zip in the bathroom or whatever. They can just, you know, hit their phone or even a picture. But she talked about, oh, yeah, well, I haven't been really doing the guide thing for a while. I um, just had chaos at, the, at my work and at home. And so we, we gave her an app when we came back the next week as we talked about doing some meditation, talked about getting up. She said, so I have to be at work at six. So I got up this week at five and I just got a puppy. And she said, so I just laid down on the floor with my puppy and turned on my devotion and my coffee. And then she began to weep of just how meaningful and changing of her attitude of that day, as well as connecting that and sharing that with the other nurse who they were going through the course with us. Honestly, I was kind of stunned that she was able to come away from that in the kind of the chaos of the hours we spent with them just on their lunch hour. And of course, you and I know that that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's a great testimony. Uh, one of my responsibilities here at the CMDA is overseeing the Center for Wellbeing. And we get lots of phone calls from our members who the pain of the pandemic has produced a lot of distrust in leaders yeah. uh, and coworkers, just a lot of, you know, and as we know as Christians, our faith is built on trust, trusting God. Yeah. How, how are you rebuilding trust? so that people can begin to trust one another and ultimately trust God? I think trust comes a lot through presence. And so that's why ultimately we love to do in-person groups Mm -hmm. that we offer Zoom versions and we'll soon be offering recorded versions. There is in that simple being present and offering empathy and Mm -hmm. compassion 
and stability. Mm -hmm. um, our hope is also that we can begin to work with nurse leaders because there's so much damage in that under the stress of the pandemic to be able to provide this type of care for their staff and reestablish a sense of family and a sense of connection in that team. I think also coming from the outside, it's not new in, in COVID, but um, I think there's always been issues of like, we need, just like doctors, you need to be okay. And it's not all right. It's not okay to not be okay when you come in to do patient care, particularly in a hospital in a high acute area. So uh, that's an issue. And I think the fact that we can come with their language, with understanding, and then as spiritual directors are training, um, really that is about listening and being present, you know, representing sort of a place of really being heard for them and listened to. And that in itself can translate into a beginning to sense a presence of being with and of God. And so that combination, we have found that that, a place of opening. Oftentimes, even just we'll get pulled aside when we've done yes. some interacting and we'll hear a story that they haven't told anyone else. And so we know that's where that's coming from. And one of our one of the hospitals where we're going to work with uh, up in, in Texas, we call the Hill Country, they brought in a trauma specialist just for a year from the outside. And she was very busy being confided in and listened to so that, I think that is a piece of it. Our desire would be to see where we could connect, I think, with chaplains, where there could be trust built. That's a vision to be seen yet and to work with. Yeah. And like I appreciate what Phyllis was talking about with the uh, Hill Country Hospital, they made a definitive decision to not hire somebody to work for the hospital to provide that care. They kept them as an outside provider so that their staff could feel more comfortable sharing their honest needs and concerns. Well, Phyllis and Tamara, those listening today to this podcast, a diverse listening audience, but certainly many, many physicians in all kinds of practice settings, inpatient, outpatient, some of those situations for them and for, no doubt, many nurses that they interact with every single day, challenges for those nurses in their lives and on their staff or on the, the hospital floors where they work. What kind of challenge would you give to them? They're busy thinking about their own survival, certainly through the pandemic and beyond. But what kind of awareness would you give to them and, and encouragement to them to look out after the nurses all around them? So I think about having a conversation actually with the chaplain who is also a spiritual director that he began working with an ER doctor in a hospital in Phoenix and just having an open conversation about what was going on and even the trauma that's in ER even before COVID and the burnout that occurs there. And they begin to rally together to create some meetings and some resources for their ER staff. And once the doctor got involved, the synergy of that movement went really, really quickly. When we presented at a summit with one of our hospitals here to about 450, mostly nurse leaders, one of the docs from one of the hospitals brought his entire ICU team mm -hmm. and brought them, and he was present for that during that day. That really spoke a lot. Yeah, I think also, so we've been working with 
uh, hospital system. And we've been, been going to their new grad launch parties. And one of the things that they were doing was giving away their emergency number for like anybody that's having a difficult time, maybe suicidal or any other um, major depressive episodes. But what they hadn't done was call it themselves. There's something in that to know what your staff members are gonna be experiencing on the other side of that line. And so we encouraged all of their team leaders and they were going to, to call and see what that call would look like. So when they tell their team member to call, they can give an example of how it will go for them so they can feel safe. I was intrigued by the idea that a lot of our listeners today probably are thinking about somebody that needs this ministry. What could you equip them with to pass on about your ministry? What can you tell us about that? I think we would love it if you would just begin to share. You can share our website and encourage them to reach out to us. Typically, when somebody reaches out to us, we can develop a whole course and design a full course around their group. And we can also do a lot of education. The ways we can break it up is just being supportive and offering support to them. I think even like one of the practices of looking at your snapshot day or your snapshot moment and what was meaningful to you in that day, sometimes it's the patient, sometimes it's the coworker and interaction that goes on. And that could even be shared as a team. There's been, uh, you know, just some talk of just sharing that when you start report or the end shift change of just, or even just stopping um, and doing what could fit in your team in terms of a, a moment of silence? Uh, if you have a Christian core, uh, a moment of, uh, of of actual prayer, where the team really can come together to do that. Yeah, I think also another idea would be that they could go on our Facebook page because quite our Instagram because there are all kinds of practices we're posting there mm-hmm. all of the time. Things for people to do as individuals and as groups. Ladies, thank you so much for your time and uh, for sharing your story and for your ministry about Code U. And we hope that our listeners will check out the ministry and tell others about it. And so, ladies, it's been wonderful to have you here today. May the Lord bless you and your ministry. And uh, know that we'll be praying for you and and, uh, continuing to promote the work that you're doing for the kingdom of God. Thank you. It's our privilege to uh, be on this podcast. Just CMDA is a wonderful, wonderful ministry. And thank you for inviting us. Yes, thank you. Phyllis and Tamara are spot on in their calling to help healthcare professionals develop a spiritual care plan for themselves as they face feelings of apathy or isolation, as well as compassion fatigue. If you'd like more information about the Code U Continuing Education Course for Nurses, I hope that you'll check out their website at codeyou.info. And you can also find the link in our show notes today. I'm thankful that Pastor Burt Jones was able to join us for our conversation today. As we discussed with Phyllis and Tamara, burnout is being experienced by the whole gamut of healthcare workers, from physicians to dentists, from nurses to nurse practitioners, and many more healthcare specialists. Here at CMDA, Burt is our director of CMDA's Center for Wellbeing, which helps Christian healthcare professionals align with God, optimize their well-being, and maximize their influence. 
If you find yourself feeling some of the symptoms of burnout, please reach out to BERT and CMBA Center for Wellbeing. You pour yourself out for others every single day, and this is the place to be refilled. Our coaches want to help you find the sweet spot of life again, to help you find or regain what the Bible calls shalom. Bert, who himself is a coach, as well as the other coaches within CMDA's Center for Wellbeing, would also like to invite you to join them for the upcoming 501 Foundations in Christian Coaching course. It begins on October the 25th. It will run every Tuesday evening through November 29th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you've been interested in learning more about coaching, you can join us for this six-week training course. Limited spots are available and registration starts soon, so don't wait. Visit cmda.org wellbeing for more information about this course as well as our Center for Wellbeing. I did mention this briefly on the podcast a couple of months ago, but I wanted to bring it to your attention again because it is so pertinent to this week's episode. Burt Jones recently authored an article in the spring edition of our CMDA Today quarterly magazine under the title, How to De-Stress in Your Distress. One of the consequences of the pandemic has certainly been the increase of stress and the decrease of overall well-being. It's the rise of frustration and the fall of fulfillment in serving. This has been especially true for those focused on the most excellent patient care. Under pressure to perform long hours, few have actually forced themselves to address the personal stress they face as a result of the ongoing crisis. Failure to address the stress in one's life will often progress into a state of deep distress. If you're feeling that distress right now during this period of your career, I encourage you to read Bert's article. You can find it and other articles from the magazine at cmda.org slash cmda today. For all of the women who are listening today, I hope that you will take advantage of this upcoming opportunity to find rest in our Savior. You are invited to join women physicians and dentists in Christ known around here at CMDA as WPDC at their 2022 annual conference on September 15th through the 18th in beautiful Newport Beach, California. If you need some soul care, this conference is designed just for you. Topics for discussion will include burnout, boundaries, well-being, dealing with difficult patients, end-of-life care, and more. So join the ladies of WPDC for a fun weekend as you find rest in our Savior, Jesus Christ. For more information and to register, just visit cmda.org WPDC. Next week, I'll be sitting down with Dr. Margaret Cottle, who's a palliative care physician from Canada. And along with our senior vice president, Jeff Barrows, We'll be talking about the dire situation that healthcare professionals are facing due to the legalization of assisted suicide and euthanasia in Canada today. Related to changes in Canada law on assisted suicide and new laws on so-called conversion therapy, there's now a reported exodus of some Christians from Canada into the U.S., and that includes some physicians. 
The issue of euthanasia, it's just going to be here on the forefront in the United States, I think sooner than we expect. So please don't miss this episode next week. I'd like to close with a verse found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, in which Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Friends, are you making rest a regular priority in your weekly routine? As Phyllis and Tamara shared with us, finding rest in our Savior, well, it remains a key aspect of prevention as well as recovering from burnout and finding meaning and purpose in your career. Please take some time this week to find rest in our Savior as you seek to bring the hope and healing of Christ to the world. That's what matters to CMDA, and CMDA matters. We'll see you next week, God willing. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.